0: athleticism. And Nick Bryan, he got it back and well-placed kick. That's a confidence booster on debut. It's a three-centimetre athlete. Perkins has got Harry Jones and if you're for the Bombers, Nick Bryan, Archie Perkins and Harry Jones,
1: they are going to be excited about that.
0: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 127. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott.
2: Hello everyone, Uh, good to be back. Uh, I'm sure everyone's feeling somewhat... Uh, two probably two emotions at the moment, uh, yeah. sort of sadness and hope at the same time. One because the uh, I guess the immediate reaction of of, of the result uh, and an arch enemy and and uh, and us not getting the chocolates. Uh, that was, you know, I was pretty gutted after that game. I'll have to be honest. I was. Uh, it took me a while to get my. Uh, the, the drive home was not fun. It's <laughs> not. Fun. I hate releasing the Cal and I really do. Um, and it had a lot of emotion in the game. Look, as an actual spectacle, it was a fantastic game. Yeah, like, I it agree. Was, yeah. it was a. It was a. There real was
0: marks. There was kicks. It hooked. It was screwing stuff around. Waller was Waller. Yeah. Um, there was some good chases. Some good um, midfield action. Bit of fighting. A, yeah, bit of bit of. It a, don't had, a, argue. had a bit of
2: an old school classic. It actually had a. I
0: uh, had a bit of a.
2: It's close to uh, like a final kind of feel, actually. It was a very high pressure yeah.
0: game. And I want the win. I want I want to see <laughs> that. And I bet you the boys do and all. The, the boys would have known they were in a fight in that game. And it's always great to – when you've fought and you physically fought and you've worked hard and you've done well, you want the boiled confections at the end of it, as they say. Um, but to not get it, I oh, it kind of feels like you've wasted all of that effort.
2: No, and it was funny because I was – I don't know if anyone else picked up on it. And I I know it's not overwhelmingly obvious, but I just felt Truck was a bit flat. Like he really wanted that win. Yeah. Like not, not in like he was angry at the, at the side, but he just, I think there was a a little, little, an element of man, just, um, and we're going to talk about it at more at length, but just he obviously brought up, you know, we were just really just a few turnovers and a few halfback, easy entries out away from winning that game. And we had that – and that can be something to a coach that's very
0: controllable probably to him. Uh, I think you're, you're spot on. I think you're absolutely spot on with regards to they would have known by three the halfway through three-quarter time and into that fourth quarter that those turnovers in Carlton's forward line are going to come back to bite us on the bum. And they did. They bit us on the rear end plus the fact that we're not we, – we kicked pretty – we kicked a lot of goals, but we're still kicking over 10 points a game and 12 points a game and stuff. And that's going to hurt us. And it did. It's one of those ones where, and I think, again, we will talk about this as we as we go through the playing list, but this is a very easy diagnosed loss. And Truck would have come out and said, and he did, he looked flat. we going, well, look, boys, there's nothing really serious to investigate about this. We know why we lost it. We did lose it. And it they were we could have won that easy by like four goals but yeah we
2: didn't. and it really came down to one side was more polished than the other in crucial moments and that's that's kind of dissecting the game look there's no doubt to me um, I still think there's coaching learnings from the game uh, because even with even with Collingwood right and um, even crisp just kill was like the most dominant player yeah. for Collingwood I thought in that game. You had Saad, you had the other guys kind of halfback just running a riot. I still think we've got to address a little bit of the opposition's halfback and now whether that's a better, more run with player. Um, and, and it's, it's an interesting debate and um, I'll kind of I'll see what you think, Grant. I've been thinking about this lately. What point does Truck just coach a young team and just say, play football how I want you to play? And then the crossover point when he thinks they're actually very good, you know, am I talking like top eight good? Mm-hmm. Till he then addresses his tactical side. Because at the moment he's just letting the guys play, right? Saying, I want you to play. We're not going to put attention on Sam Walsh. We're not going to put attention on Saad. But unfortunately with those decisions, right, it can cost you quite a bit because Sam Walsh just had 30 meter space the whole game yep. and – and it got a bit ridiculous at some stage and he was just hurting us. But that's how he wants it at the moment. Now I just wonder, is that his mantra or is he going to develop a more sophisticated coaching style where it's much more strategic Knowing, okay, we're really – say in two years' time, right, we're a really good side now. Now I'm going to develop the next part. Where strategically we used to shut down the opposition.
0: I I agree completely. I think that's why we've been friends for a while because th- I think that's exactly what he's doing. I think when he was appointed as the head coach, if he was a smart footballer, which I I would class him as, or a footballer slash coach because coach now, right? He would have gone into the Bombers board and and if he if he didn't do this, I'd be very amazed. But he would have stood in front of the board and said, "We are not." A contending team right now we're just not the whatever window we might have had when we got triple s and we got all those things whatever window that was is now closed right so here is my short medium and long-term plan for the club and mm-hmm. i agree with what you would have said he i he would have said we've got access to some good kids part of the draft plan from the big red fire engine that is the Dodoro um, is we're gonna draft the best kids we can humanly find, and he probably sat there and he went, "Look, Danahar's not a chan- uh, is not um, is a, is a chance not to stay. Um, Fantasia gone. has said he wants to go. We're, yeah. we're talking McKenna. We're talking to Sadi because he ain't real happy, um, and he says, right, so here's what I reckon: if those guys go, we get the best inside ten um, top ten picks we can get, and I let those kids play." Yeah. Just play. And if if someone's mismatched or Nick Cox is too thin or like Braden Ham, like Braden Ham's a prime example. He was a kid. He was the stringiest piece of strip fettuccine you've ever seen. But they just played him. And they played him and they played him and they played him. And now he's got what, twenty odd games experience, has he? Yeah. yeah Ham? Close enough to twenty? Games experience. So I, I completely agree with what you just said. I think that and again with with Aaron Francis is another example, Aaron's not a shutdown defender. He's not a run with defender. He's per, he's capable of it just because of his natural getting talent.
2: Better at it, yes.
0: And that's what I'm saying is that we're not we're not panicking and going, Oh, don't put Francis on um on my check or, or don't do anything like that because he's not a run with defender. We've got to find a way for Francis to come across packs and blah, blah, blah. blah. They've, they've given him time. And if, if my check had a kick six on him, Francis would have played again next week because trucks very much along the lines and of, uh, and to summarize very much along the lines of exactly what you just said. I think he is a learn kid. I think he has a very much a
2: two year vision and, and, and I think it explains why Harry Jones played, Yes, on Sunday because yeah. any other team, you know, if he's a three-year play, he's probably not playing. He's no, probably he's probably omitted. But the the but he's thinking yeah. m-
0: might be that I oh, send him down to VFL so he can get some touches and get his confidence back up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he just feels whether whether it's not confident in the VFL program or not. Yeah, he feels I want him in the senior squad. I want him in big games, and I think that's the the key probably area where now, um, uh, where it's great experience because you do get nervous. It's a very, I mean, it's a very, it was a very loud crowd yesterday.
0: in A lot of tension, yeah.
2: but that's brilliant for his development. The fact that he played really well was actually yeah. amazing. Um, but even just like, you know, just you think of the situation with Stuart, right? He obviously, every time Stuart's available, he's straight into that fullback role. Yeah. And no
0: questions asked. Because they've said to him at the start of the season, you are going to be a backman and, and he's straight said, in.
2: And that's and that's where I think his mind is at. And and it, did it cost us a bit? It probably did a little bit, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, but his view was not about, uh, I guess, uh, can we get up to eight or nine wins this year? His view is where we're going to be in two years' time. Who's going to be my defence? Mm. Who's going to be the guys? I could and, and you know the same people who in in week two I saw you know and there's people there that were saying why we're we doing Laverde we're making a massive mistake and that now he's one of the he's probably our best defender he's close outside he's of Ridley exactly correct and Stuart you've got to give time as well now Stuart it was a selection issue I, I actually didn't I mean I thought he battled hard against McKay but we, he we was did
0: not help that bloke out. No, no no, well, yeah. The There's way the ball came in from those turnovers from those quick turnovers. Exactly. Yeah. There was no chance for anybody to help. Um, Jimmy Stewart one-on-one against a dinosaur like Harry McKay. Now, even Harry McKay's going to take marks when Stewart's behind him because we've oh, we've turned the ball over, the ball comes in super fast, one-on-one and he gets the marks and stuff, right? Yep. So he he took a couple of marks cuz he's a big chunk of a unit and Jimmy Stewart did okay. Well, one thing I wanted to add too is with with Chuck's decision to leave the players, the young players specifically, mm. the Harry Joneses in, the, the the Nick Coxes, and especially Nick Cox, I would have thought he'd have had a rest by now. Uh, just a pure rookie rest. I think what helped, in all honesty, is the previous week there was like an
2: eight or nine-day break and this week was a seven-day break. Mm. So I feel like because there was no five- or six-day break, they actually got a full yeah, – okay. I th- that's my theory is that he hasn't done it yet because they've actually had really good – yeah, amount breaks of breaks in between, yeah. in between where – and it is only round seven, so it's not like it's yeah, – cr- but right now you've got a six-day break playing, travelling up to GWS. This is where I'll be going. I wonder where he's thinking is
0: but right who now. Did, who do you bring someone up? But to, to add, just to final on – um on, uh, old mate, on Laver- actually, Laverde. Um, I bet you, Laverde, who's been a forward, he's been a midfielder, he's been a half-forward, he's been – in the VFL, he's been all over the shop, right? Because they're trying to figure out where the hell did he put him. And he, when you put him in a forward line, he, the end of last season, or was it the season before, or whatever it was, he was taking grabs and. He was actually doing
2: all right last he, year in the forward line. That's it,
0: taking grabs and stuff like that. He just but, got injured, yeah. He got injured, right? But if you look at Laverde, what he is really benefiting from, and it's a truck decision, is leave him there. Yeah. Leave him in one position and have the confidence to know that I'm going to be playing. Back pocket next week. I'm going to be playing center half, halfback, uh, halfback flank next week. I need to do research on halfback flanks. I need to go and talk to Mark Harvey about being a backman. I need to go yeah. and talk to Dean Wallace. I need to talk about these people about being a backman because I know every single week I'm going to be a backman. And he's got confidence to know that. It, to learn what um, Aaron Francis is going to do because he knows he's going to be stood next to him and yeah. what Jimmy Stewart does because he's going to be stood next to him as well. So that the decision to leave him in, I, I completely agree with you saying, truck, win, lose or draw, if we get spanked, it's a lesson for the young kids. And if we win or if Harry Jones turns it on in the last quarter or he kicks three, that's an incredible lesson for him. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 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 <I just>, uh, <laughs> We can so – I hope we don't edit that out in post. (laughs) That is hilarious. Sorry, I was doing halfway through a cough then. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's just interesting to me where where the mind of of Truck is at because I actually like it. I like that he has a very – I feel like he has a very strong view of where he wants to take this club and who the players – who he thinks himself. And he's a full back, right? So, uh, you know – Stuart, I know there's been a lot of criticism on social media about Stuart. I, I don't think I think that was pretty unfair. It wasn't him who selected him. Like yeah, yeah, that's he, right. If the fact that he hasn't played games. It's not his fault. He yeah. was injured. We brought him in. We rushed him straight back in. That's that's the, no
0: Francis. We needed to.
2: Yeah, and, and look, he'll be better for the run, obviously. But he obviously has a view that he wants a physical presence on some of those guys. But
0: he needed one on Mackay, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly.
2: Yeah. Mackay's a big, big, strong yeah. guy, and 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 I think Zerk. There was a genuine fear that he would he would push aside Zerk a bit too easy. Yeah,
0: he's a bit he's a bit thin, Zerk. He's your he's your second excuse me he's your second best defender, um, or the, on the second bloke, or on the Gunston, or somebody like that who's not a dirty great, big Neanderthal like um, Harry McKay, right? But we we it's very clear what he's doing. Six debutants in um, seven rounds is a very very clear message, and. Someone like um, Jimmy Stewart had to come back in. because Francis couldn't play, right? And I bet you, which he's done with Jake Stringer, man, one of the best players in our club, mm. Jake Stringer played a, a, a game and a half in the twos. Yep. Now, anybody that knows Jakey would, n- would know that he would not be happy. <laughs> not, yes. Running around in uh, bloody Williamstown or uh, the well, hangar oval,
2: basically it was it was the
0: hangar oval, right? He, he, I train here, I don't play here, says the Jakey. <laughs> I would imagine, um, but even with Jake Stringer, he played him once in the in the ones to get some run under his legs. Played him for another half and said, "Yep, all right, you are Jake Stringer. One and a half will do you." I would have liked to have seen, like everybody would have liked to have seen, Jimmy Stewart play one or two or probably three yeah, to get something into his legs before we come in.
2: The Francis injury
0: definitely hurt us. Of Because yeah. Stewart doesn't play if no. Francis is right. No, right? because he's shown that you don't just – because he said that quote that keeps sticking in my head is, I want to bring players into the side that are ready to make a contribution, not that are just ready to play AFL. Well, and yeah. I like that a lot.
2: So, look, before we go to the break, because we'll kind we'll of go through some players after yep. the break, I do want to say, um, I don't know about other Essendon fans, but, look, you, you go through, you just go through, like, the, the stats of the actual game. Uh, we've had more kicks. We've had more handballs. We've had more inside 50s. We've had more clearances. We've had more contested possessions. Uh, we've had more uncontested possessions. Uh, we've had more marks and we've had more tackles by the way we've had like 160 tackles in the last two games yeah. we lead the afl by about 50 tackles now we're actually getting a gap in between the rest of the sides so you start looking at these things you going, this you know from last year there's still a lot going right whether we're whether just we're just polished enough at some stages or not is obviously our next stage uh, and that's going to happen with a young side and unfortunately it was actually some experienced guys that had a bit of a letdown uh, on on um, the turnover count, but boy, tw- twenty what 20, um, 27 shots on goal. You've got you know your top four goal kickers, you know three or more, uh, and then they're, they're your three kind of your three main forwards. A lot's actually gone right. Yes. in this game, uh, so that's why I'm I'm still quite positive, and and it's a weird feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's it, it's. There's, there's still a lot, you know, it's it's strange having a two and five start and actually feeling very hopeful. Uh, and it's very not like me because I'm usually a very strict win or loss. But I, I actually can see what we're trying to do. And and I can see how we're trying to move the ball. Now, for the second, third quarter, boy, did we did we lose the plot and giving uh, Wittering just a, a lovely handful of, of marks by just, kicking it well, again that kicking was one it long. of the easy things we we, we reverted. that we quickly had this revert back yep. to 2020 yep. mode of kicking it
0: long to no with no real purpose yep. across your body without looking just bombing yep. for no good reason
2: and it's you know obviously they are getting better at it and it is a work in progress um, i do believe their little handball system that they're getting is 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 working quite well i actually quite of like their yeah. system that they're working yep. well um but, look, overall, I, I genuinely think we're, we're, there's so many positives. For us to be – I thought dead set our weakness this year was going to be our forward line and our scoring. To be, after round seven, fourth in the AFL in the scoring is a, such a massive win, like, for me. Like, 18 clubs, we're fourth in, in most scores kicked this year. So – uh, and that tells you – what that tells you mainly is not so much the forward line in itself. It means our system is starting to change where for more often than not, not always, but we are choosing better options. We're starting to lower the eyes a little bit better during games. Um,
0: and it just means that a system is starting to connect a little bit better. We've got the players in the spots. Like it's obvious that going to be a wingman um Langers is going to be on the other wing we've got um Harry Jones down in the forward line Peter Wright's a forward but he can pinch hit in the ruck we know where Hooksy's going to be down the forward line to extend his career um you can see what he's trying to do and what he's trying to do is working Coxie's like a like a third fourth year player already he's He's polished. He's, he gets involved in the games. Archie Perkins is good things. Um, Zach Reed, we saw enough of that kid to know he's going to be all good. So um, I guess we'll go to a break. And when we come back, we'll run through a few of the players. Um, and I've got a bit of an interesting stat um, that I wanted to have a bit of a chat about, about turnovers and where they happened on the field, uh, Essendon versus Carlton. So we'll be back after the break. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast. Now then, um, if we run through the players, Scotty, um, we'll start at the top. Where are we here?
2: Well, that's an interesting one because we always go by possessions, right? And I, <laughs> our leading possession getter is actually the person that I actually want to put a blowtorch on. There's, yes, there's the
0: dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> which, which is an interesting one. And and got, yeah, but have a look on the on the AF4.com.au app, which is what we're reading currently. Um, 29 possessions, 19 kicks, 10 um, handballs, uh, five tackles. But what's the next stat? Well, he's had 12
2: turnovers, and that's And the next stat?
0: <laughs> oh, either
2: 50%, basically 51% efficiency. 51% efficiency. So he's had right? basically 50% 50% efficiency, seven clangers and twelve turnovers. Yeah. So uh,
0: 14 possessions actually worked. So and that's where
2: Look, I was really frustrated with, with Andy actually. Um, and I say that out of pure respect because I, I actually rate him quite high and I do genuine believe he's going to fix this because I think he works so hard and, and on his game. But and but for some reason just this year, uh, and he's done a lot of inside work, so I get the idea of when you're inside, when you're an inside play, you can have rush kicks. I do get that mm-hmm. logic that... You sometimes you just got to get the boot on the ball. Yep. But it's not every case. You go through that game. There are parts where he gets, you know, handballs to him as a center clearance. He's running, he's running it forward and just totally
0: bomb. It just bombs it. And, yeah. and it's, it's just that modern fast speed of the AFL, the modern game. he got to know that he's on fire. He's on, he's hot. Right. And he takes that one, two step, which is as quick as anybody in the AFL. And then he squares up and he just goes bomb forward. Now, that t- that's great because we've got tools in Hooker and we've got tools in um. In it's Peter not even Wright. to
2: our advantage on many of that's
0: those kids. That's the thing. If it just happens to be to a, to a one-on-one uh, down the forward line, that's great, right? Because he can afford the, the best opportunity. But he's just bombing in the general direction of and they're nice big long looping bombs which allow Weedering just to see that come off the boot totally leave his man. And come across the pack and spike it into next Thursday, so Andy was. It was such a weird game for me because we both looked at me oh geez, Andy's yeah. not going well.
2: Like uh, you can actually say Andy tried absolutely his guts out. Yeah. I, I have no issue with that tackling pressure, uh, but unfortunately, you are judged on sometimes your draft pick number and 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 he. You draft on your own words, and this is the guy that said at the start of the year, at the end of the year, I, I reckon I will be, well, I should be, Essendon's best midfielder. And at the moment, you're probably not in the top three. Uh, so no,
0: no, because, I mean, the next guy on the list is Darcy with 26 at 80% efficiency. Yeah, who's right? he, really turned a corner. Who's on. turned a massive corner. Who His he's disposal by foot, and I think I'd fight people on this because probably Scotty's going to be one of them. His disposal by foot looks to have improved, right? Because he's he's grabbing the ball real quick, although his hands weren't real special on the weekend. He just he wasn't that sort of one grab when he was on his 42 possessions. He was a bit fumbly. But anyway, when he got the ball, he he did the one, two, three quick steps, which gave mm. him the 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 15th of room. And the left boot, he tried to measure it the right booty measured it he was the guy that was looking for the 25 to 35 meter kick to somebody mm-hmm. and he was doing the one two step and then just the big booming across the body thing that i've bemoaned for 2 years straight mm-hmm. about the bombing into the forward line is It works every now and then. If you've got Kale Hooker one-on-one with some midget, then bomb it in the air as fast and as high as you can and watch Kale take the mark. But when there's a whole group of forwards in the one area and you're bombing across your body like that, it's the old Essendon. And again, it's one of the very clear reasons and very obvious reasons why we lost that game. Because for someone like Wiedering, that's just money for jam. That's just spike into next Thursday and that's the end of that forward um, push.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Darcy. Yeah, I mean, as the game went on, Darcy got better, and that's what I liked. Agreed. Yeah, he had a slow start, but he really came on the second half. Yep. Zach Merritt's an interesting one because he, when we in the first segment we talked about coaching tactics, right? So they, they put Kerno straight onto Merritt, and Kuno's a shut down player. So he's basically saying, Merritt, I'm going to stop your whole influence. One, I think Merritt's actually done as well as he can to break that tag. Um, he's got like 25. Yep. But that's, that's where I mean. Obviously, the Carlton coach has that belief that he's trying to make finals, right? And he's doing a very tactical, I'm going to shut down Merritt.
0: But does any other AFL coach seriously tag people? I, th- I think they have run
2: with plays. Still, I do. I, I generally do think they have attention. Essendon, to plays. Essendon man, we haven't we for don't, so long.
0: We're not interested in it, which is so weird. Because I mean, I know Dylan Clark. I don't think Dylan Clark's in Essendon's long-term uh, plans, right? And he hasn't been healthy for, a, and yeah, year. for ages, right? But, um, <sighs> mate, but he shut down Patrick Cripps, and then he shut down whoever the hell it was next week. And it's a really, it's a really, uh, what's the word? It's a really. Important thing for your side if you can take their best midfielder out of the competition. Now it doesn't have to be a complete ignore your own stats, but Patrick Cripps doesn't touch the ball kind of midfield um, tag anymore. Yeah. It can just be run with, run with wherever he goes, you go, and the best of you to win the ball. Whoever wins the ball, if it's Cripps tackling, if not, get it yourself. But you go where Cripps goes, and it would have been nice because they do it to Zach, and it can be effective.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, definitely, it definitely reduced his influence. He he pressured. He, I think he has like seven tackles. He pressured as hard as he could. Um, so he was trying to work through it. But, yeah, it, it, I mean, the difference between him and, you know, the two best mids on the ground are, are probably by reputation merit. Um, at the moment, I would say this year, Sam Walsh. And, and,
0: yeah, but, Walsh is that, – that kid can play.
2: Uh, but he just had no – like we just had no respect for him the whole game. And yeah. that, that's where I just hope – you know, I
0: understand for now fine, but in future, I hope we get that. But can we try it? That's that's a bit I want to try. Like, okay, if you don't if you don't send I don't know, Bradenham or Caldwell or somebody directly to Sam Walsh at the at the first bounce and say, I am going to wear you like a cheap suit, right? If you don't say that, how about if Sam Walsh really starts to get off the chain? And you'll know it, right? Because everybody started to see it. In the halfway through the second, he started to dominate, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool... If you said, Devin Smith, go to... Bingo. Just... Just for a quarter, man, let's see if we can shut his influence out. Yeah, get in his ear. Niggle him. Niggle him. him Annoy him. Give him a rub on the rib cage. Give him the ankle tap. Whatever you want to do to him, but get in his ear and see if this kid can play with Devin Smith in his face. right? It'd be nice. And if you know what, if it doesn't work and he's too quick for Dev or he's too talented or whatever the hell it is, at least we tried to take his influence out of the game Mm. and but just for that quarter and you go, no, nah, it's not going to work. I'd rather have Dev in the forward line. let's go. Then maybe, yeah, I'd, 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 I don't know if that's part of modern coaching anymore. I really yeah. don't because I just think they think my midfield versus your midfield. That's it. Yeah. My the, Carlton should be worried about Zach Merritt, not we shouldn't be worried about bloody Sam Walsh because we're going to get the next possession and you're not. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see somebody... Go to somebody like that. Because remember back in the 80s, man, if someone like, if one of the forwards. Oh, Peveril just. But no, no, no but no I, I don't even yeah. mean like that. I mean, some if a player in one position was getting their rear-ended handed to them, right? Like yeah, yeah. maybe it was a backman who was getting their rear-handed to him by Sav Rocker or something. Sheeds in that used to swap somebody onto Sav when he got to like three or four goals, as opposed to eight goals. Like you go, right, a. Matty Banks, <laughs> you're getting a bath, right? You're getting a bath from Sav. Let's take and chuck uh, I don't know Andrew Lee or somebody like that. Let's swap you out of there because it's not your day, Tiger. Right? You're getting some a bath. Very
2: interesting names you've just
0: brought some up. Obscure, that's skew. Well, I don't memory, even I don't yeah. even think that that's the same <laughs> timeline. But the point <laughs> the point I wanted to make is that if you just swap them out or try something, yeah. try something different. That's it. I don't think they do that anymore.
2: But anyway, can I ask what did you think of Hep's game?
0: Um, apart from now, I've heard some of the more stupid comments. <laughs> I've read some of the more stupid comments that I've seen in I don't well, know how Matt, long.
2: It's the Heppel and Langford, man,
0: every game, it's like drop him. Drop him. Take the captaincy off him. So he should, be, he should out, have yeah. no citizenship. Um, he hasn't had the <laughs> COVID vaccine. All of this stuff. Uh, but mostly, he should be stripped of the captaincy. He's crap. Drop him. May grow your we dreadlocks all, back.
2: Like, we all saw the one major turnover – and it was a killer. Like, and I'm sure Heps is absolutely hurting. And it was it was a really bad turnover and it was a big moment in the game. Look, outside of that,
0: he had a solid game. Sorry. And like you said, everybody sees the one kick that was just I could have made that kick. Now Dyson muffed it. He His- muffed it. Fine, but at twenty-three possessions again for a bloke that's playing in a new position, across that halfback, twenty-three possessions, seventy-three effective, percent effectiveness. He is the right player for the role that he's playing. And yeah, I mean, swear we're, not, if- we're not
2: promoting the part where there was a ball had to be one on the wing, and he's the one that ran through uh, and got the important ball there you go. and ran through about two Carlton people guys. People love to pile
0: onto people, and, right? and we're just piling onto this
2: guy for. Yeah, I, I don't
0: I, and, and Langford the same the same thing. It, Langford hasn't been uh, he hasn't got enough possessions. He hasn't done it for ages. This guy's no good. And, and even some of them were saying Darcy Parish sure he's had a couple of good games but he hasn't come on as a footballer. Darcy Parrish has every right. And Langford for that matter, those two footballers have every right to To turn around to those people and say, I have been dropped more times than you can shake a stick at if you're Kyle (laughs) Langford, right? He was in one, out three. He would get leather poisoning in the VFL and be, like, kicking the door down to get into the AFL. He kicks the door down to the AFL. He gets 18 possessions, right, or 14 possessions, whatever it is, and then they drop him the next week. And Darcy, don't even get me started on Darcy Parish. That's a bloke who's a midfielder every single day of the week and twice just, on Sunday. Said, yeah. And they've been playing him as a half forward. Yeah. A high half forward for and <laughs> So that's when when people say Darcy hasn't done enough and he's only doing it now. Yeah, no duh. Because they've only been playing him as a full-time midfielder for the past six to eight months. And yeah. Langford's the same thing, man. Langford is Mind you, not everybody can get twenty five possessions a game, right? And, and I'm not saying, and we're not saying Langford is starring. He's obviously not. He he he's, but he's not poor either. But nineteen, man, nineteen more possessions, again for for fifty seven percent efficiency. That ain't real special, right? No, it wasn't real special. Fifty seven percent efficiency, but again, nineteen possessions. We, we we praise Braden Ham who got – how many did the hamster
2: well, – Not in, this week. He, he, got, he got a bit of the uh, abuse this week as well. I'm yeah, like, right.
0: Like, Ham got 11. But previous to that, he's been getting 18s to 20s, and we don't say anything. Oh, well, Langer's had
2: mid-20s the previous
0: week. So that's it. So, look, just, everybody –
2: We're just going to uh, calm a I, bit. I, I, we're, we're, I, we're growing and building a side. That's my personal belief. We're not going to be some ruthless, oh, you had a bad game. You're out. Bang, gone. Like, because to be quite no. frank,
0: we haven't got anybody to replace him.
2: Because you can't, you can't be, you can't be sending me social medias of Harry Jones kicking three goals and then have the same philosophy on Langford because Harry Jones had did nothing the, the previous month. There you go. So your own philosophy says no, we've got to grow this, we've got to grow a team together, and anyone who's twenty five and under, we're going to grow, we're going to grow this whole team together. They're going to keep getting better and better, and and I'm I'm a stickler for that, and as long as they're not, you know, and I get. You can be a little bit harder on on the guys who have played four or five seasons. I do get that, mm. but I just don't think they're playing as bad as people think they are. Like, and I'd love to know what people want from Langford. Do you want two goals a
0: game, or do you want thirty five? He's not an
2: inside mid. He's not a center line player. Because uh, so when if he's not playing there, no, he doesn't get the opportunity to be rucked and get thirty five touches. Right? Yeah. He's, get, he's the he's got to try and find it on the wing. He's that's gotta, it. And, and and that's just the reality. That's why Cox. Gets ten to fifteen possessions. Yeah, there uh, you go, and that's
0: absolutely correct. So look, everybody, deep breath. I know we, every. I reckon every podcast in the world, football podcast in the world, says this. Everybody, take a deep breath. We say it every single single week. One one post. Sorry, one game. Or sorry, even one real noticeable bad kick from Dyson. And does not equal the removal of his captaincy (laughs) or grow. I I heard this one, which I thought was really good. Grow your dreadlocks back because you're a better player back then. I I like that. I thought that was an interesting one, but no, no, no. Dyson was fine. The next guy, Nick Hind.
2: Oh, well, I thought actually it was a pretty good game from Nick. Um, uh, He's still not much wrong for me every week. Um, And he, he had, you know, he had a real cheap shot, um, Uh, With a hit after the play. Yeah. Um, And he had every right because Ray's gone, just get up. And he's actually gone, well, it's actually almost a reportable offense, guy. I
0: mean, for crying out loud, Ray, like, Ray just, by the way, Ray. Ray's a a knobhead uh, Chamberlain (laughs) and the rest of the coach. But we we haven't said it, and we don't say it awful much on this podcast. It literally
2: was Ray. Like, the other umpires, it literally was him. Every time there's a high-profile game and he's unprying... he inserts himself into it. He has to be the center of attention, and and it can be on and it can be on both sides, right? Yeah, I agree. And, and but for us, we got some really dumb, harsh calls, uh, and we yeah, and it's not everything his fault. We continually grab our defenders continually yep. grabbed the guy's jumpers. Yep. And it was frustrating me because you look at the replay, no, he's holding his jumper. That's a free kick. And
0: it's one of the most obvious things for umpires. It's exactly so, so, what exactly. they're looking so, for.
2: We've got to be smarter, but in all seriousness, you know, to have a guy hit after the play, which is every day of the week, it's always been a down to field free. Yeah. To just talk to the guy and say, get up. is like, and no, and you know, obviously it's come back. Carlton's marked it. And Heidi's so upset of Ray. And then he's given him a 50 meter penalty yep. in that goal. I just it was just frustrating. But Heine heidi has gone in there and so I've done a few or oh, close two jumper punches <laughs> after yeah. that. But you know, I like that he hated hated losing, that he hated his opponent. I will take that Mongrel every I mean him oh. and Redmond. I'll take that Mongrel every. Every day of the week.
0: There's two reasonably unassuming looking dudes, right? Redmonds are reasonably <laughs> and, unassuming. And they
2: hate losing and they hate their time. opponent. And, and they
0: hate their opponent. And I loved it. I mean, when he kicked that goal was good. Do you know the only difference? I mean, S- Sadi was a um, boo, Sadi, boo, was, <laughs> um, and that was great to hear every time he touched the ball. Um, boo, boo, Sadi. Anyway, um, Every time, like, Sadi injected himself into the game more, right? Because he knows he's quicker than everybody on the ground. And he, he floats... Not just from his side of the halfback flank, he'll go looking for the ball to try and run it and yeah, kick yeah, a ball, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the difference between him and, and Nick Hind. Because Nick Hind is every bit as good as Saad in my humble opinion. But Sadi injects himself more into the play than Hindy does. Hindy does it when the ball comes to him because he's on his man. When the ball comes to him, Hindy will do what he needs to do and will get yeah. that, put the afterburners on and stuff. I wonder if if, if Hindy could look at Sadi and say he's such a weapon that if if Heidi can run off his dude more and get more involved in that runoff half back, then he could yeah. be as as effective.
2: Well it's a fine balance because one thing I used to accuse Sard of and I think he's done it this year for Carlton uh because I felt like this was his first real good game <laughs> unfortunately it was against but, us. Yeah he re- he, he did but, get involved I but he's say. he for the first six rounds to me has ran off way too much and he constantly had opponents kicking three or four goals on him. Okay. So that's that fine balance. So I think with Heindy, because Heindy said in an interview that the co- truck has been trying to get his fundamentals on defense um, better. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, if that's the case, then s- great. So I think that's kind of where he's – I feels like that's where he's at, that he's making sure his defense, first and foremost, is set. And, yeah, if he gets the ball on the run, then off he goes. But I think as he gets more experience and more game time in the AFL, uh, in that role, I think then that will start to shine and he'll he'll kind of back himself knows when to know when to go and not to go. Mm. So um, yeah. So look, uh we did cover we did cover Langers. So Ridley had your classic coming back from concussion game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, a, He's the man's human.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean it's solid, good, yeah. um, but just not totally himself, but he, he, um, yeah, he's obviously had the 18 disposals. But it, it was every, every time you have a guy coming up from concussion, I don't know what it is, but they're just you always feel like they're 80% there
0: and not 100%. Oh, that and you, but, you, you, he, but he was still solid. Yeah, I mean, he was he was great, and he's coming back from injury. And it, I don't, I don't think it was a, a full on massive concussion thing. Like right? I think they even the club even said yeah, that yeah. it was a it was a little thing that they applied the concussion protocols to, and that's uh, that's fine. They got to look after those boys, but he came back and played a solid game, man. Solid, yeah. He played, a, he played a great game. He's a great footballer. That bloke is a great footballer. And he's going to be the definition of better for the run, right? Oh, yeah. And next week he'll perform he'll better start, yeah. and he'll be better and they better. So Rids, just, he got back and that was brilliant. Rids is Rids. How now, good was Archie, man? Now, the next one. Now, Arch, I know you're a listener, mate. So here's the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast's Hope and Pray for You. You are a dirty, great, big, good-looking unit. You, uh, I have a man crushed the size of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. I wish I was you. Don't you dare <laughs> give up 25 metres out directly in front ever again. <laughs> it is your job, young you man.
2: You've got to do the… Uh,
0: nah, look, mate. You it, what, if, isn't
2: it, if, uh, do you seriously think that?
0: Yes. I, g- I genuinely so want that kid so to keep the So is, Hooker
2: is in the
0: goals all by himself… And you're 25 metres out with nobody on you…
2: Oh, no, there's a guy in front of him.
0: Yeah, there was a guy in front of him, sure. But he was 25 metres out with enough room to kick the ball.
2: Hooksy would have teared him a new one if he no, missed it.
0: No, no. Ah, no, if he misses it. that's. But If he misses it, then it's AFL football. Archie Perkins is there to <laughs> kick goals, mate. And like you told me during the game, he couldn't miss. Yeah, I thought that was the right play. I'm just being oh, honest. Oh, look, of course it's the right play, right? Of course it's the right play. But if JB was here right now, right, James Brayshaw <laughs> was here right now, he'd say, young man, you're you're a massive good-looking unit. <laughs> you are in that side because you're a goal kicker and you're crafty around the goals. You need your first one, young man. He needs
2: his first one for sure,
0: and that was the perfect opportunity. Twenty-five. If he was forty-five out on an angle, and he saw Hooksy and the thing all by himself, and he went, "Oh, I'm going to go for this forty-five on an angle," you'd go, "Oh, young man, that's that's bad." But if you're twenty-five running directly at the on a, geez, on a reasonable angle, but only a slight one, you're twenty-five out, you, you nail it. But what I want Arch to be is confident enough to keep going. He's 0 and 2 for this game.
2: <laughs> He's probably 0 and 6 for the year. 0 and 6,
0: mate, but, but uh, you keep going. You see those big sticks and you nail it, young man, because you are
2: not far off. It was the first time for me that we probably saw the Archie Perkins of the of his junior yeah. career. It was that was the first time that I've seen it. I thought in Sydney he was good and he just had some good inside stuff and and we worked hard, but this was more the running power running, power play. He too has a very quick first 10-15. Yep. yep. And it was really good to see. So, uh, I mean, so that, that if that goal went when he ran around the wing,
0: if that, I mean. See, that keep would, shooting, young man, keep shooting. I would have gone nuts. I would have just. I'd, yeah, I would have lost it. And, and that's, what I, that's what I sincerely hope for Arch, that, mate, you see those big sticks and you've got a fraction of room, mate, you keep shooting. Don't you dare get, like, like get nervous or anything around the goals. You are there. And I I reckon the senior players would have said it as well. They would have gone, don't you dare drop your head, kid. You're way too talented for that. You keep shooting. You keep keep shooting. shooting. What's the saying? Michael Jordan shot 986 game winners in his um, (laughs) basketball career. He made 186. He made 186 out of 900-odd game-winning attempts and he only made 180-odd, and that, that makes him a goat. So I don't care if you kick zero goals and 27 points, the 28th shot arch is going through the middle. And if it doesn't go through the middle, the 29th well, is needs, going he through. He needs a bit of a
2: Harry Jones moment, doesn't he? Because he's he's actually noted as was a fairly good goal kicker. So that's I think my point. He, I that's think, think, my
0: point. Yeah, he just needs one to go through, and then I think he's set. Bingo. And that's why I'm saying 25 out directly in front. If I'm sorry, Cale. I'm not here to – I'm not – well, I'm here to put, to kick over or the, drop the handball over to Kale so he kicks the goal. Good team stuff, Arch. Well done, mate. That'll get you a pat on the back from uh, – From the coach. From the coach, right? <laughs> yes, but, which is still his main priority. <laughs> but like I said, if JB was here right now, I'm, I'm ripping this totally off JB, he would be saying something along the lines of, young man, there's a goal in that for you. There is a goal. You, you nail that goal, young man. But so either way, we love Arch's game.
2: The package. Package. He's having it. He's on year, fire,
0: man. the boy. He's on fire. Like, this is what happens when you get multiple games out of the package, really. Oh, how important! He's is He's a to cut decide? above. Mm. He genuinely is a cut above.
2: Yeah, it's when you when you always talk about Essendon not having a, a big inside midfielder. When he goes into the midfield, you realise how much midf- we, we need actually it. need one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. but he keeps kicking goals as well. So yeah. he's um, he's kicked twelve goals in his four games. Um, so you know he he like. You know, he would probably normally have 17 or 18 goals if he played every game. Uh, yeah, and it'd be right up there. Yeah, so,
0: if he was one out in the square and all he did was play forward, he'd get he would he'd be having more goals. Absolutely.
2: So he's just having a phenomenal year. Um, great to
0: see him back and consistent and
2: chasing. You know, he's been
0: really yeah, absolutely. It's not
2: just been showboating. It's it's doing the hard stuff. Never never um,
0: seen a free kick against him that he liked, but yeah. um, or that he didn't get. Um, but it's great to see him consistently playing about uh, fit. Able to come up week after week, and this is what you get out of the package, basically.
2: Yep. Uh, look, I won't go too much on the next guys. Snelling just—it was okay. Yeah, he was okay. He was okay. okay. He was good. Um, I'd like—it's one of those ones I want to see the videotape because the coach said, you know, guys running off half back too easy. You know. Yeah, that, so that might have been him. You do have a look at okay yeah. who, who? And I'm not saying it is because I don't know. I was just saying it would no, be no. interesting. Yeah. Who who he talks to? Is it right? Is it you know? Is it the tools? Is it yep. you, you know? How do we address that? Uh, look, Laverde, Laverde is funny because he's played so much forward. He does have a unique skill to predict almost the lead. Like sometimes he Mate, takes a mark like he's on the lead.
0: He took he he ran past Levi Casbolt. <laughs> now Levi Casbolt is not exactly Usain Bolt, but um, the, you can see Casbolt start on his lead. And the ball was not going to be coming sort of up nice and high. It was one of those speared chest, low chest marks that Levi was going to have to take. And Jaden ran past the man yeah. and took the mark like he was the forward. <laughs> it was a perfect pass if they were kicking it to <laughs> Laverde on the lead. He did it that like three or four times. He is a revelation for mine. An absolute mm. revelation. And I have not seen that bloke beaten once. Like, well, sorry, let me rephrase that. But I've not seen him genuinely outclassed as a, as a backman in... In the games seen, that yeah, I've watched,
2: I haven't seen him being beaten
0: at all. By no, his opponent. no, no, like you wouldn't at the end of the game go. Casbold had a, a like, he, he's got to be given up twenty kegs on Casbold and some significant height. Yeah, and he was backing back into Casbold and taking marks and complete revelation. And I am so, I am stoked for Jaden Laverde I really am oh. because the, the <laughs> guy. If you you're right there, dude. Sorry. Um we're in Scott's front room. Um, <laughs> uh, you see the kid at training, right? And he's he's got the bod he's got the size he's got the speed he jumps out of the gym when he takes marks and you look at him and go oh man he hasn't really set the world on fire at the club because he's a forward he's a back he's been injured he's a forward he's a midfielder he's a back he's a where is he now they've chucked him down there and look out, truck's um policy of letting blokes play where you put them is working for that kid huge revelation for mine
2: yep i look um We'll go to a break soon. we'll just go through a few names just quickly because we, <laughs> we do realize we've only gone through half the team so uh, oh, all really? right uh, but uh, <laughs> so it's and it's 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> okay so look uh, credit's quickly Peter Wright I thought was pretty solid again yeah um, nothing spectacular but nothing bad just nice solid. Game, we're getting some good output from Pete. We're definitely getting good output. Kyle what Hooker, five
0: goals. Third what in can the you co- say third in the Coleman, just ridiculous. I sh- I'm going to shut up. I-, I know nothing because I said that bloke is going to struggle to kick goals. He's going to give us a he's going to give us a target, but he's going to struggle to kick goals. And the bloke is averaging four goals a game. <laughs> I, re- I I stand totally and utterly corrected. The bloke is he's snapping goals. He's kicking goals from in front. Kyle, brilliant.
2: No, he's he's definitely um, found a new lease of life. Absolutely. So Nick Cox, uh, again, um, definitely when he had that, I don't know what the injury was, but he kind of got a stinger in the arm in the third quarter and and really was non-effective the rest of the game. So I wonder what... You know, we'll, we'll find out on the Tuesday injury report yep. the extent of that. It looked like a stinger to me. like just, Yeah, he was sore for a, like a I, minute. If there's ever a play you're going to be cautious on, say actually no come off, is there something serious? But the fact that he said, no, no, I, I can play through this, yep. f- tells me that it's not going to be serious. Yeah, it's not they would have even looked at three-quarter time, right, thing. and said, okay, w- what are we looking at? Mm. And they played him. and the, So I'm assuming it's just a stinger, but it just it obviously – uh, shook him a bit and just couldn't get into the game, but his first half was
0: sensational. was great. It's just a continued good game. I love
2: that play where it's one on one and they isolate him with a midget on the on the wing, and, uh, and that's just, a nightmare. He for just puts anybody. up
0: his hand and just says,
2: oh, "I'll just mark it over you." Yeah, no, he, I, that's that's a nightmare. When he puts on ten kilo, man,
0: that is the yeah. most nightmare play in the AFL. I agree, man, because he's <laughs> the, he's demonstrated he knows how to take a mark.
2: He can tackle too for a like. Right? I know,
0: <laughs> and you, you you explained to me like he wrapped one dude up, and I went, he's "Got long arms. Damn, Nick Nick's just wrapped that kid up and and hammered him onto the deck. And you're right. You go, he's got massive arms and big legs and stuff. And if he grabs you in those arms, those things will wrap around you twice, um, yeah. and it, it would hit you into the deck. So, mate, effort, uh, hardness, quickness, skill uh, of above head on the ground. <laughs> I tell you what, what's his mate, Logan McDonald, and old mate Thistlethwaite, or whatever his name is, um, in Adelaide. Th- what's, what's his name? What's his name? Th- Thistlethwaite?
2: Thilthorpe.
0: Uh, Thilthorpe. What is it? Thilthorpe. Thwathop. Yes. Um. Tho-thorpe from Adelaide. Yeah, they're going to go okay, I suppose. <laughs> Jamari Yeah, Yeah, he's probably going to go okay. But we are going to have, I reckon we're going to have, Nick Cox is going to turn out to be the best player in that draft. Mostly because of his complete game. Hugle Hagen's gonna kick a million goals and that's fine. And Logan and the and Fifth and Fifth th- th- is <laughs> gonna fifth Firthwap. Th- <laughs> yeah, I, I he's they will yeah. be good, but Nick Cox at both ends of the ground is gonna be more value to Essendon. I think he's gonna impact games heavily that's when it. he's in four years. At both ends of the ground. Mm, and Fifth yeah. Fifth th- is gonna just do it in the forward line, which will be great. But Nick can do it in the forward <laughs> What's line. His name? Fifth yeah,
2: yeah, not for
0: flop, um, and uh, he'll be able to do it at both ends of the ground. So massive steal. We love Nick Cox. Uh,
2: last one to go before we go to a break. Matt Grealfee, uh, I mean, had some good, nice overhead marks. Um, I'm trying to think. Sometimes Ridley played on bets. Sometimes Guelphie played on bets. Sometimes, uh, bets.
0: Sometimes nobody played on bets.
2: <laughs> Sometimes nobody played <laughs> on bets. Uh, I think. Guelphie was okay, but I, I think I, can, I'd like
0: to call it serviceable.
2: I think he can play better. Yeah, but, um,
0: serviceable from the Guelph. Uh, but we'll go for another break uh, and we'll come back and we'll keep going. Back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast. Now then, Scotty said to me during that break, mate, I want time. Again, sort of Triple M style. I need five minutes, long run-up style. Look, Off you be- go.
2: Before we go to the rest of the players, I know I've got everyone's attention uh, because we need to say something uh, because there is literally five days to the biggest event that this podcast is ever <sighs> Mate, going to. It's one of the to... biggest events of Victoria
0: in this <laughs> state. Whether the events capital. We are contributing <laughs> to Victoria. We, we met with Eddie and the major events council and they endorsed us in a massive way. So what are you talking about, Scotty? We're,
2: we're So we're talking about this Saturday, 12 noon, uh, Dustin Fletcher joining us on a live podcast. But the main thing is we've got a massive cinema screen we're going to show the GWS game live on the cinema screen. It's going to be thirty dollars. You're going to have choice of. Uh, you go, Grant.
0: Oh, okay, no, Wait, mate. Thirty bucks gets you a burger. Um, yep. We've got a vegetarian burger um, for pe- for weird people that don't eat meat. You um, can have a, <laughs> we can have a veggie burger. It also gets you your first drink when you walk in the door: beer, wine, or soft drink. Thirty bucks. And Scotty, this venue is called Welcome to the Thornbury. Right. Yes. Welcome to the Thornbury is the name of the venue. It's at 520 High Street in. You'd probably think Thornbury, right? No. It's 520 High Street in Northcote. Yes. But the venue is called Welcome to the Thornbury. <laughs> now, one of the biggest things for us, and we again, we've spoken to Simon Madden, we've spoken to Truck, we've spoken to, um, just we've done, uh, we've done 2000 reunion, yes. uh, podcasts podcast with Essendon Premiership players, um, but. We have, as part of this uh, this major event, a 400 our only 400 game, uh, Aston <laughs> footballer, not a. In fact, our only 400 game AFL um, footballer in Dustin Fletcher will be joining us during this um, during this event. Yep. He'll be there. We'll do a a live Q and A with him. Um, he can sign anything you like. He can take a million photos. He'll be taking about 800 with me. Um, He's actually going to bring a
2: game. A uh, game-worn jumper. Game-worn jumper to auction off. So yep. that's that's pretty rare. Um, and then we're also going to have a, a competition where you can win an Essendon Sharon footy yep. and he's going to sign it and you can win that. So Yep,
0: absolutely. And then we we, uh, we get there to the 12. Scotty and I will be doing a live podcast that we'll be recording. So if you want to yell out really inappropriate things during the podcast, you can do <laughs> that. Uh, we'll release it on iTunes, um, <laughs> SoundCloud and everything. Uh, but we'll be doing a live show. We'll have Dustin Fletcher up on stage to do a, uh, a live Q&A. Um, Dustin, then can go down. Um, We'll have a. I have no doubt we'll have a few beers, um, sign some stuff, take some photos, and then once that happens, Scotty and I'll finish off the podcast, and then we all sit down. On we've got bean bags, we've got tables, we've got chairs. We'll all turn around, sit down, and watch Essendon pump GWS. On a dirty, great big cinema screen. If you check it out on the Facebook page, there's a, a few photos that Scotty and I took when we went there. It's crazy um, of the cinema screen. So there's going to be um, and once once you've had that burger, if you if you um, you're a bit chunky like me and you think you might like another one, um, you can whip out to there's burger vans. There's um, all sorts of different food vans. Yeah. After that, drinks are at bar prices. We've got um, table service. You, you order the food, you got to go pick it up. But if you order some bevvies, the bevvies will come out to you at the stage. So um, a massive. Event for Scotty and I. We really hope that this presents um some good value to all of our listeners. So 30 bucks now. How do they buy the ticket, Scotty? Eventbrite. <laughs> Eventbrite.
2: Eventbrite. So. Eventbrite.
0: E V E N T B R I T E dot com dot Just the, the most simple way to do that is to get onto eventbrite.com.au. Their search bar at the top of the uh, page, type in the lunchtime catch up. It will pop up there. You can buy your tickets online and join us for an incredibly fun day on Saturday.
2: No, it should be awesome. And uh, can I can only encourage you to get tickets. Come along. Uh, it, it'll be a massive day. Um, we've also, we've already got a, a huge amount of people going. <laughs> so there's a, definitely going to be a, a massive vibe there. So I think we could match it with the GWS too. So
0: um, I'm, you know, I'm going for the win. Absolutely. And um, come we'll, down and say the other thing that's got in I really want to do. And I, and I know this may sound a, a bit, I don't know, what's the word? Um, for the want of a better word, a little bit sucky, um, but we want to meet you guys. Like all of our listeners uh, that are coming down, Scotty and I—you'll know us. <laughs> Just you'll probably know us by the top when as soon as <laughs> we say guys. something. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so as soon as we say something, you'll know you'll know who we are. Um, but if you know if you notice, know you, I come up and say hi. Like, we, we... I'm in Scottish front room right now. We're um, banging on into the microphones again. Um, and we don't get to see... Like, we, it's, hilariously, in the last few games of footy we've been to, people have been around us that have gone, hey, are you two the last Time catch our podcast? <laughs> Which immensely freaks me out. But... Um, if you, We want to meet you guys we as well. We want to see
2: faces and, yeah, we say, we hi see faces. and yeah. say
0: hi. Yeah, we want to see faces. We want to say hi. Now, one one thing that I wanted to sort of point out too is that we've had a couple of questions with regards to kids yeah. um, coming to the event. The more, the merrier for us, right? The only thing that we need to sort of pass on is that anybody under 12, kids under 12, walk in the front door, right? We will yeah. have bean bags for the kids. Um, there'll be and uh, games of footy being played um, when we're not on stage. Um, and then anybody over 12 is a uh, normal ticket price.
2: Yeah. And look, uh, we've just got to state too, if there is kids under 12, y- you will have to actually, um, obviously, if they want food, there'll be a separate price. Um, yeah. So just to understand full <laughs> for that. I did get asked that question today. Oh, so. did you? Okay. So, so if we so
0: buy a ticket, does all my kids eat? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no.
2: It, is, it is one food voucher per ticket. So yeah. um, just so everyone understands that. Clear, but look, uh, it should be so much fun. It was nice of Dustin Fletcher to tweet out on Instagram today how much he's looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. check check out um, check out Dustin's Twitter. Um, yes yeah, where so he's Twitter uh, uh, tweeted out, uh, tweeted it out for us.
2: So look, uh, look, we'll get on to the players. Uh, so we just covered Smith Dev Smith
0: Dev Smith again with the
2: te- ten tackles. He had ten yeah. tackles in previous he, He's you know he's kicking a goal at least a goal every week, and he's pressuring like manic. Uh, And that's all you can ask. Um, And he had
0: 10, like, if he had 10 tackles, he had 10 niggles of uh, of Adam Sard as well.
2: Oh, man, was he chirping to Adam Sard the whole game?
0: I'm not sure he likes that boy.
2: If there's ever a... You know, when they say a fly on the wolves, ever, you want to be right next to that conversation.
0: Like, have him mic'd up. That would have been (laughs) so much fun, right? I don't know that you could have have, uh, recorded or played too much of it because Dev was going full on. He definitely had
2: some words to say to him, didn't
0: he? But that's all good. I mean, as long as it doesn't... He plays for
2: Carlton. I I don't care who you are anymore. You're you're playing for the... Joe Danaher.
0: I will sledge Joe Danaher from from across the fence respectfully your, and you're a lines no, player. Yeah. That's it. With no dodginess or going any, anywhere you shouldn't. But I will sledge the hell out of Joe Danaher now because you're wearing the wrong jumper, Tiger. you yeah. you're left of your own volition and you're wearing the wrong jumper. Yeah. Now, that means you get sledged. And if Adam Sard thought he was going to walk in and give Devin Smith hugs, then that's a very, very bad mistake because Devin made it very clear um, that he was he's wearing the wrong jumper, mate. Sorry, yeah. that's the way it works.
2: Now, Nick Bryan um – uh, look, a really solid first game. You can see his potential. Damn, that boy can jump. He can big jump. Uh, very interesting call this week because you got Phillips, who's going to be right, who played really well the week before, but you got Mumford. Yeah, and and I, but you know what, my gut feel says that Brian and Mumford is not no, a body no, 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 and body. No, no, no. I probably want to see.
0: I, I want to. Yeah, I'm, that's Phillips because
2: Mumford goes to hurt right, and I, our. <laughs> It's not to sort of baby um, sort Brian. Of Brian, but there is a factor that you go, you have to consider that. And Phillips can handle that
0: physicality. Much better than Brian can anyway. And I mean, so mummy's mummy's so physical with everybody. I'll let them make the call, obviously, because it's there. It's there. <laughs> will you let them? Will you? That's lots <laughs> nice of me. Truck, if you're listening, Scotty says, just go with your gut, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I realize how
2: stupid that statement was after I said it. I mean, I mean, obviously I respect the call. I I think I was trying you to go. say. Good. And, um, uh, you know, if he wants to call me, uh, no, uh, but yeah, we can yeah, have a chat. But I would, un- I would perfectly understand if Phillips comes in this week. That's completely me. agree. Yeah, and
0: and, and I, I would hope they would look at Nick and go, Nick, mate, what are you? Nineteen, just nineteen, and sure, you can jump out of the gym, but Mummy may actually hurt you, right? He, he's <laughs> he's designed. It's his it's game, man. His game is to throw a hundred and a lot of kilos. Into the opposition ruckman, right? And yeah. there's a reason why they played um, Phillips on uh, on Grundy, Grundy. Yeah. and I think it's even more reason to to play Phillips on um, on uh, Mummy, and then not have the Frankenstein monster standing on uh, <laughs> on Nick Bryant, So I think, yeah. mind you, Nick Bryan would jump over the top of mummy. but mummy's Yeah, I
2: mean, the, the interesting part is Nick Bryan around the ground could do a lot of damage because mummy's yeah. so slow. Yeah, and, um, and may,
0: well, maybe... maybe. So it's an interesting one. Maybe yeah. somebody gets rested and Nick stays in and we bring Phillips in as well. But anywho, but yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. But a good game from Nick. Um, again, another debutant. Congratulations, Bryza. um, And well done, mate. No, exactly. Look, Hammy uh, obviously had a quiet game. He'll be... He'll be
2: fine. Um, yep, that can happen to a younger player. Jones, obviously, it's great, fantastic game. Showed uh, you
0: really, really, really demonstrated the talent that that kid has. Yeah, and yeah. it's only going to get better, right? And if he didn't, he didn't dominate the entire game, but kicking three, mate, taking some marks. Oh, he had
2: impact, though. Yeah. He was
0: doing some tackles, doing some of the one percenters as well. So, mate, very, very talented kid.
2: No, that was that was. I think that in in a weird way for me it was probably the most exciting element. The game. I know Archie did really well on it, but uh, we just were crying out for marking forwards to yeah. come through after Hooksy and all, you know, once mm-hmm. we get those next tier guys who, when they retire. And you just saw it. You just went, oh, okay. Yep, there you go. When this guy gets a frame and on again, him? Again, he's
0: still skinny. So, mm. yeah, you're right. Uh, Mason is going to try hard every game. <laughs> so I, I have no problems with Mason Redmond. I very, very rarely do.
2: No. And, and going on to Waller. He's having a bit of a dynamic year, isn't he? He's, I think he's kicked like 20 goals.
0: And so goes Essendon. Yeah. As they say, mate, and so goes Essendon. One of the things that on this podcast we can put our hands up in the sa- in the air and say that we've been critical of Waller drifting out of games of footy, getting 10 possessions in the first quarter and finishing with 14 for the rest of the game. He's so dangerous, so good at what he does around the, uh, around the ball and uh, around the stoppages and the like. He's so good at it. It's almost it's almost criminal that he doesn't get more of the ball, right? Yeah. Because when he touches it, it's going to be gold, spun gold. Well, right? it's
2: funny you, if you combine Adzac Day and yesterday, he's had twenty disposals. The whole this is a
0: great stat. Wait for it. This is a great stat. I love nine this. Goals, I love right? this. Right. Nine of his goals. last twenty possessions, <laughs> practically half of them have been goals. I love it. So I love just, it.
2: Uh, that's just he's just the element of danger right at the moment. Yep, Jimmy Stewart. The classic case will be better for the runners. Never Bingo. He got nine possessions,
0: and that's what happens when you haven't played in how long? Yeah. A donkey's age.
2: And obviously the sub didn't play, and that's interesting because the VFL have got a, a rest game this week. So Sarakis, <laughs> if he doesn't play this week, he actually could play three and a half games without playing. Wow. Uh, so they got a – yeah, they got an interesting one with Zaka. I, I generally thought – this is personally me – I thought Zaka was going to play a full VFL game because he missed – Mm. has missed so much footy. Like at some point you can't be sub every week. Yep. I thought this is a week to maybe play him in the VFL, just get some touch and have, say, a, I'm just out a guess, say a Waterman or, or someone mm. else just um, to to try as
0: a sub. Yep. Um, but, but interestingly, Waterman got injured, didn't he? And so, so did Tommy Cutler, the last Yeah, well, Cutler, sub.
2: Cutler, Cutler definitely for me, he happened right in front of me. He had a calf injury. Um you know, came off, put the tracksuit on, and had yeah. strapping around his calf. So that's so. A,
0: there's the last guy they put as the and as Waterman the played
2: out the game, but as the game went on, he could hardly he could hardly move. Run, yeah. And okay. then he was, you know, just noticed after the game he had massive ice all around his ankle. So yeah, uh, so
0: that's not a next week gap. Thing. So
2: yeah, whether that you know he played out the game, so it's obviously a light sprain. It's probably a bit of a Francis situation. It's like now, a. Waste against the clock
0: I've been thinking about it Like you said With Tommy probably not available And Alex Waterman Probably not available as a sub Who'd be probably your next things I wanted to get your opinion I'm seeing an opening In the emergency sub situation For a player that I think's due I want to know your opinion On whether or not Josh Air should be the emergency To go to GWS <laughs> Um, now, now, hang on a minute. Now, hang on a minute. The kids dominated the VFL, utterly dominated the VFL for the last six weeks. If only people... He looks just, pretty. I he's got the left boot. He's taken marks on top of dudes' heads. I don't know what else the kid can do. Look... The Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast, Josh Air should be the at least the... If he's not going to line up at centre-half forward... <laughs> I want him on oh, the plane. No. He um, should be on the plane and I want your opinion. Go. My opinion is
2: I have to cop 30 comments of what drugs is great on again. Listen, listen, because he literally had, I don't know the possessions, but if he had more than three,
0: oh, yeah, that, but they, had the, they were incredible three. No, there was no goal. No, there was no there was see, one out the full by twenty meters. No, he I reckon he did look, nobody
2: can no, no, make he, <laughs> look, can I be honest? He's really struggling. He's really, really oh, struggling. No, he's not. Uh, so, I don't want to hear about it.
0: <laughs> I understand the your, lunchtime catch Your humour. Josh Ayer is a champion. He should be on the plane. <laughs> and I just won't hear anything. He's a cha- He's going to be the next Matthew Lloyd. Oh. I've kept said it before and I'll say it again. How many weeks? Do we do we leave talent like that languishing in the twos? From what I'm seeing, about 140. So uh, nope. Uh, anyway, well, look. If, if he doesn't get on the plane, I again will be sending my my seventh email to the club saying, "Seriously, <laughs> are you blind?"
2: Yeah, and you know the the letter got back and said, "Stop." stop I, look, I know,
0: but stop isn't like legally intervention stop or order. Like that. Yeah, no, that they weren't. They're not serious about the intervention order. Like, I I I just think the kid deserves his go. Um, and just there's there's only so much time before talent rises to the top. But anyway, we'll move on. Please, now. Can I mention, though, something? Of all the praise I've
2: given Truck and the coaching committee and everything like that... Share, yep. uh I, There is one thing that I do find puzzling is the persistence of Paddy Ambrose being a full yeah, forward. I, I,
0: I do not understand and,
2: and there's one element to this with when it comes to Paddy Ambrose. He
0: has really bad hands. Can I ask, is it just purely because they need him to win games in the VFL? No, no, no. I think they originally wanted a bash, crash
2: forward um, for, the, uh, for the for the senior side for the seniors. That's how I information I've kind of got. But and and he does that in the VFL. Fine, he he's, he can crash he's a pack. A better big than boy. Him. Um, but Eric like when the ball's in the air, his hands are not great marking hands. So I don't know at the age of twenty nine what that's going to produce for the club. You either he's. Either what I thought, one of the best stoppers in the AFL, run
0: with all over the ground, like Like if he was fully
2: fit. For Nick Rewalt, he would have shut down Mackay. For me, if fully informed, yeah, yeah, he's a physical guy. He would have, he would have. I I would have been more confident, but I, I don't know what their angle is here. I, it's just is all, there any of it? It feels like it's just a role just to retire and I and is I is there don't any get of it
0: is there any of it that might be and this is way left field because seriously, I don't understand this could be massively left field and sort of forward thinking and and year three thousand type thinking. um are they putting him in the forward line so he can learn? what it's like to be a forward so that he can be a better defense. No, guy?
2: because he played his first two years as a forward, remember? When he, we drafted him, he played first two years yeah. as a forward. So and then we moved him back. And again, so are f- they trying to replace
0: are they trying to replace Hooker as a forward?
2: I don't know. I mean, the other theory is that you know, you're trying to obviously advance Cody Brand and Josh Air. Oh no, Josh Air, sorry. Of course you are um, uh, Zach Reed, sorry. Yeah. Um you're obviously trying to progress that talent. Yep. Uh, and the tall backs, I get that, but gee, it's just do you let do you is twenty-nine too old to to just I, say well but
0: that's the thing with Kale. At the start ex- of the year I went, what the hell is he doing at all? Also- can mark that's why I gotta get Yeah I agree but what they've done is they've they've chucked Kale into the forward line because it's going to extend his career. Like if two one more year in the back line with forwards landing on his head and Kale's back would have been ruined, right? But because he's in the forward line now and he can take rests down there and stuff like that and he doesn't have to be on 24/7 he's I reckon it will give him another 2 years maybe right so they've moved him down there to to um to further his career. Yep. And maybe that's what they're doing with Ambrose. They're thinking if he can, if he can clunk a few down there. it seems like a long
2: shot. I don't, I don't know. know. Mm. Uh,
0: that is genuinely a question that I want you to use your contacts for, <laughs> right? Talk to, seriously, talk to the club. If somebody you know, just say, what's the theory there? I know two people
2: to reach out to. Right? i yeah. I'll see if I can get an answer and say, is it okay if I can say it on the podcast?
0: Yeah, because yeah. if the genuine feedback is, yes, we want um, Ambrose running around at centre-half forward, yeah. then... We might need to tell Harry Jones, but um, it'd be great. Or is it, no, 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 he's been in the forward line just purely out of necessity for the VFL, um, but second half of the year we're going to move him back and then we hope to play him in the seniors or something. I, yeah. I, I just don't get
2: it. But anyway. And look, just to wrap up, though, obviously the VFL lost by around 50 points. Had yeah, a nightmare of something. a day. Pretty much by halftime, um, uh, we had no bench. The <laughs> they were going down like flies. So Cutler got injured, Waterman got injured, uh, a couple of vfl guys um, got taken out of the game uh, and i think we had another injury at the start of the third quarter so we were literally 17 men and it was just a nightmare of a day so it was one of those days nothing went right fine and carlton's on top of the ladder so you know it is what it is but yep. um um but yeah so um that's about it for us yeah. uh, we've got the GWS game massive game again Well, for the carlton game man i i've You're thought about have an it you instant
0: reaction live yeah you are you can do it and that's it we can have an instant reaction live after the game if you want Um, again I just want to go back to the Carlton game for a second and just say that I feel it's such a weird feeling for me I've I've (laughs) I've 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 gone with the whole Yoda um, quote in search your feelings like I've (laughs) searched my feelings and I still feel okay. It still feels, still feels
2: very hopeful.
0: It feels hopeful, man. And I that play, and I, I think you played it at the start yeah, of the, the game. Yeah, yeah. Nick Bryant to Merritt, to, oh, to Perkins. Back to Bryant. Back to Perkins. To Cox. To um, Jones. Bang goal! Thanks very much. That's the sort of stuff that really gives um, supporters like us, and we hope you guys as well, real um, uh, luck for the future.
2: Yeah, it's it's things are looking good that way. So. You can catch us on Instagram, uh, Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, the Lunch Catchup on Twitter. Uh, we're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all those all those media forums. You can catch us. So many people joining our Facebook group, which has been great. We love it. Um, so the community is growing big time. Uh, but besides that, uh, big game this week. It's only a six-day break, so it's a different kind of feel this week. It's going to come around fast. We'll see how
0: we go. Uh, Eventbrite.com.au to to come down to the game, uh, come down to the um, Welcome to the Thornbury Hotel, 520 High Street, come and watch Scotty and I do a live podcast, meet Dustin Fletcher, have a burger, um, a a frosty beverage or two and watch the GWS game on a dirty, great big cinema screen.
2: Exactly. See you there, guys. And uh, any questions, let us know. um, And we're happy to answer them about the event. But we'd love to see you all there. Cool. This is us signing off. Bye, guys.